ASAP. Any score, any place. We'll pull up on your boat, anger. Don't bang. Bro, who's making this? No, who did this? Let's go. Come on. I'm so tired from watching. 90 yard touchdown. 90 yard touchdown. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we are two riders who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, Slam Diego's top sports blog. We've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly during the season. Now this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys. Well, I'm happy to be back with you. Welcome to anyone who is listening to the show for the first time. And a special thank you to all of our loyal followers who have followed along with us during our tenure as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast. And I'm glad to have some more great content for you guys today because we have some more great notes from training camp. We're going to talk about Kenneth Murray getting a little bit too physical and having to rein it in a little bit. We'll talk about one of the offensive linemen actually standing out in a very good way which is absolutely some good news. And then we're also going to get in in the last part of the segment and do a segment talking about the three players who are most likely to lose their starting jobs during training camp and during the season. I think there's a case to be made about all three of the guys that we're going to talk about. But to start the show, we're going to talk about the news that came out yesterday, which is that Mike Williams is officially going to miss some time with a sprained shoulder injury. So we'll talk about the effects of that and what that means for the Chargers going forward and the other receivers on the team, as well as how the Chargers have tried to handle their players this year as far as giving them some time off and trying to be extra careful with some of the injuries that they've had so far. But let's go ahead and get into it. Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams had to leave practice earlier in the week, and now we know the extent of the injury. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogemeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams is considered week to week now after suffering a sprained AC joint in his shoulder during Sunday's practice, according to ESPN and multiple reports. We knew that Mike Williams had injured his shoulder and we already knew that his collarbone remained intact, which is a very good sign because that is an injury that takes much longer to heal. And now we know that it is a sprained shoulder and it has also been reported by Adam Schefter that Williams is expected to be ready for the Chargers regular season opener against the Bengals on September 13th. So this is definitely big news for the Chargers because up until this point, they had been relatively clean as far as injuries go. Kenneth Murray had sat out some practice and so did some of the other players on the Chargers, but there had been nothing devastating to this point, and this is the closest that they've gotten to it because Mike Williams is obviously one of the best wide receivers on the Chargers and a part of one of the better wide receiver duos with the Chargers. But now, David, we know that Mike Williams is going to miss some time with the way the Chargers have handled injuries. You know they're going to be abundantly cautious with this, and I think eventually that could turn into a good thing for some other players on the Chargers. Absolutely. I think, Daniel, there's not much that Mike Williams has to prove at this point in his NFL career. I think the Chargers know what Mike Williams will bring to the table at this point. He's a big play wide receiver that's been in this offense for a couple of years now, so I don't think he's going to need as many reps as some of these younger guys that are not going to get opportunities 
that we're not going to get opportunities had Mike Williams been out there and practicing. They need to take advantage of, take advantage of these opportunities. But it also begs the question on if they're going to have to change what their plan was as far as wide receivers on this roster. Are they going to have to add more players to that position to try to compensate for Mike Williams' potential absence? And is that going to take away from addressing other positions of need on this roster? So they might have to change their philosophy on putting this puzzle piece together. And it also makes the decision of Tom Telesco drafting two wide receivers in this year's NFL draft that much more important as injuries in the NFL can happen at any time, as is evidenced by this Mike Williams injury. Absolutely, and it's not just those guys getting reps, but it's getting reps with the Chargers' first-team offense, and those snaps always resided with Mike Williams because his spot is not one that is up for grabs, and now these younger guys, even some of the undrafted free agents, get a little bump in how many snaps they get to get on the field and try to show that they also deserve to be on the team as well but now if the Chargers had to carry another wide receiver into the season knowing that Mike Williams injury isn't enough to put him on the physically unable to play list which would give them an extra roster spot but he would have to be out for the first eight weeks and he'd have to be out an extended period of the season now they might have to make some tougher decisions and maybe put a player on the practice squad and have to have him clear waivers and potentially have him get picked up by another team just to fill in those wide receiver roles for the Chargers but I think this year the Chargers have gone way out of their way just to try to eliminate injuries as much as possible and knowing this is obviously an unprecedented training camp period with COVID-19 the Chargers and head coach Anthony Lynn specifically have been trying to do as much as they can to take it easy on some of these guys and not rush anybody back onto the field Kenneth Murray had some soreness and they let him sit out almost a week at this point just to be super careful with him and I think David the Chargers have done a really good job of just trying to do whatever they can to avoid injuries knowing obviously some might happen but you can limit them as much as possible. I think part of that is just getting these players in proper shape. The Chargers are doing a lot more vet maintenance to try to give guys time off to try to limit the injuries as much as possible. And they're also using all the technology that is at their disposal, such as the catapult device system. It helps monitor the player movements on the field, and Anthony Lynn gets real-time data to help him decide on what they need to do in practices which has led to him taking pads off of the players in two consecutive padded practices, giving the players a little bit of a break, which unfortunately, subsequently, uh, as soon as Anthony Lynn made the decision to take the pads off of the players, that is when Mike Williams actually gets injured. Uh, But the Chargers have done a great job of limiting injuries this offseason, and they've done a phenomenal job of making sure that everybody stays safe and everybody's adhering to the protocols for COVID-19 as they have had no positive tests up to this point. Hopefully their success on the injury front and the COVID-19 front continue as we head into the 2020 season. Absolutely, and as Anthony Lynn has said on several different occasions, the team that deals with COVID-19 the best will probably end up being the best. And 
for the Chargers to have that kind of technology to know when players are overexerting themselves and to give them a little bit of time off will absolutely help. And when you have seasons in the past, like last year, Derwin James missing most of the season, the year before that, it was Hunter Henry and Joey Bosa that were injured. And for the Chargers to see a guy like Mike Williams have to even miss a little bit of time, I think just reinforces the fact that, hey, we need to take these things slow as much as there is a rush to try to get as much practice time in as possible. And coaches don't often give up padded practice days because that is a very limited number of practices that they can actually do that. So for him to see that these players are going out there and trying very, very hard and pushing themselves as much as they can to let them take the pads off, let them have the rest of the day off and to give veterans the day off like they did on Monday's practice, I think is all just part of the bigger plan to try to keep this team as healthy as possible because we know how much those injuries have slowed them down in the past. But we do have two more segments to get into. We're going to get into the latest training camp notes, including one offensive lineman who is standing out in a good way coming up in the next segment. But first, I need to tell you guys that a lot of us have been eating out a lot more and eating in a lot more with a lot of different restaurants and things like that to try to support our local restaurants. And one great way to do that is with the DoorDash app. DoorDash is the food delivery app that will bring your food right to your door from basically any restaurant that you can think of. I mean, anytime I want anything from anywhere, I can go on DoorDash and 99% of the time I'm going to find that restaurant. It has all the favorites that you could want, like Chick-fil-A, Chili's, Wendy's, you name it, they have it on DoorDash. And with COVID-19, people really aren't trying to leave their house very much. So if you're hungry and you want somebody to have a contactless delivery where your great food just shows up right at your door in a great time, you want to be using DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDON for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Another thing that is very, very convenient to use, and I've already used it a few times for my car, is rockauto.com. There's nothing more infuriating to me than when something goes wrong with my car and I have to take it somewhere to get it fixed. They tell me that they have to buy some super crazy expensive part for my car, and then it ends up costing me hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to get fixed. But you don't have to worry about that with rockauto.com because not only do they have a great supply and you'll never have to go to traditional chain storefronts and try to see if a store has it in stock, rockauto.com is the one-stop shop to get whatever you need and have it delivered directly to your house. And the best part about rockauto.com to me is just the fact that it doesn't matter that I'm not a mechanic. I get the same prices as anybody that knows everything about cars would get. So you're getting... You're eliminating the middleman of the chain storefront and you're getting the lowest possible prices for it. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now to see all of the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so first I want to start this segment out by just saying thank you to all of the Chargers writers and beat writers who have been out at practice and been detailing what's been going on at those practices for us to be able to talk about because this is obviously a very strange year to not be able to see what's going on or have a lot of information about what's going on at Chargers practice because for a lot of these players, we don't get to see them. For a lot of these players, them making the team usually has to do with them how they perform in preseason games 
And obviously, we don't get that this year. But Daniel Popper came through with another great list of notes from Monday's practice that really outlined a lot of the things that ended up happening. But the biggest thing from Monday at the beginning of it was just the amount of starters that the Chargers decided to sit. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about, trying to limit injuries as much as possible. And the Chargers have basically most of their main starters sitting out on Monday. Casey Hayward, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Linval, Joseph, just to name a few. I mean, also Keenan Allen, Trey Turner, Brian Bulaga. And this gave a lot of, a lot of other guys opportunities to really step up and play in those guys' absences. And David, obviously, these are the guys that don't really need it as much. You don't necessarily need to see Joey Bosa go out there and do one-on-one drills. Of course, trying to perfect your craft is something that is always going to be paramount, and you're always going to want to be out there trying to get better. But at the same time, every time those guys step on the field is another way that they could end up getting injured and missing time and directly impacting the Charger season. So I think this just goes along with the narrative that the Chargers are doing more than they even have in the past to try to keep these players safe, especially their star players. Not only that, Daniel, but I think it also works two ways. In a, in this offseason like this, you really have to try to manufacture as many different ways as you can to get young players as many reps as possible. So right now, while giving the veterans days off, built-in veteran rest days to help you know, monitor how much time they're actually on the football field, also gives more young guys more opportunities to get those badly needed reps for them to get into shape and for and to give coaches enough tape practice tape to evaluate to see who really deserves to to actually make this team so this really works two ways i think it's smart that the coaching staff is giving these guys time off but this also gives young guys more opportunities to shine and they need every and they need all the opportunities they can get yeah, and what it really meant, too, was getting to see guys like Forrest Lamp line up at left guard with the number one offense. You had Storm Norton lining up at right tackle with the absence of Brian Bulaga and then Trent Scott in at right guard with the absence of Trey Turner and also some of the young receivers like Jalen Guyton got some more first-team snaps. Tyron Johnson did as well, and I think this is just the Chargers doing what they need to do because they know how important some of these players are and they know that some of these players don't need as much time to try to learn the playbook or actually see these plays in action on the field. Let the young guys get out there, let them start learning and let them, you know, get as many reps as possible in the absence of preseason games. But Tyron Johnson was a name I was a little bit surprised to read about. He was a little bit of an unknown guy, but it really goes to show you how much of a precedent or an emphasis on speed that Anthony Lynn is putting on that receiver position. He's a guy that we haven't talked about very much at all, but when we did talk about him, it was basically just to say that we thought that Jalen Guyton was the fastest guy as far as 40 times on the team, but Tyron Johnson actually beat him. Jalen Guyton's was a 4-3-5. Tyron Johnson was actually a 4-3-4. And from what we've heard out of camp so far, it seems like both of those guys have had a handful of splash plays, and I think those are guys that were kind of afterthoughts in the discussion of wide receiver three and all that until Anthony Lynn said specifically, hey, we need to get guys with speed out there. And I think the one guy that wants to challenge all of those narratives is KJ Hill, who, according to these practice reports, just keeps getting open and keeps making plays, which is exactly kind of what we expected him to do. And even for a seventh round pick, we definitely had some high expectations for him. And obviously, there's still a lot of work to do. But the most positive thing that I got out of Daniel Popper's notes for day eight of Chargers practice has to be about Trey Pipkins, David. And last week, we talked about, you know, hopefully this week, 
We get to hear about an offensive lineman actually standing out, and we get to hear some positive words from guys who are unbiased and could be writing pieces about any of the Chargers offensive linemen talking about one of these guys standing out above the rest. And this time it was Trey Pipkins, who Popper said looks sturdier and more comfortable in pass protection last year at times. He looked a little bit lost. He also added nine pounds in the offseason and spent time getting fitter and stronger while working out in Sam Tevy's garage. So that's, I mean, a little bit ironic that he's working out with the guy that he's probably trying to take the job of. But he, he talked about the fact that Jerry Tillery lined up against Trey Pickens after beating Ryan Roberts, one of the undrafted free agents. And Pipkins ended up just putting him on the turf. He ended up having the same thing with Emeka Egbule. They went one-on-one in a pass rushing situation and Pipkins put Emeka Egbule in the dirt. And, and when you look at Trey Pipkins, I think the one real positive thing from last season was his run blocking, his athleticism, his strength. He was able to move guys out of the way, but pass protection was really, really rough. Four sacks allowed in the very limited amount of snaps that he had, David. And I think of all of the guys that you could have, I mean, to want to stand out, it has to be Trey Pipkins because if Trey Pipkins actually turn into something, if he can turn into even an average starting left tackle and get Sam Tevy off the field, which we'll talk about more in the next segment, I mean, this has to be the guy you want to see these kind of notes from. It absolutely is the guy that you want to see these notes from. I mean... This is the guy that's supposed to be the heir apparent at left tackle. A guy that they plucked from an extremely small school we have never even heard about. And he's coming in here trying to be a professional. A very raw project. A guy that was said to have the size and the athleticism. But to hear actual reports that he's getting healthier, stronger, and being a better pass protector. Which, at the left tackle position, uh, you're going to have to run block, sure. But your calling card is being able to protect your quarterback's blind side. Hearing him manhandle guys, which is what uh, which pancaking is what Daniel Popper, guys too. Yeah, and pancaking guys, which Daniel Popper said, that is something you absolutely love to hear, especially coming from offensive linemen. You don't really hear that coming from the Chargers offensive line groups the last several years. So when you're getting good, strong notes on a guy like Trey Pipkins, that is extremely encouraging, and hopefully that continues going forward. I think it's one of the most important things of this offseason, off actually. I think that having a good love tackle for this team would mean so much to them, especially after kind of ignoring that position in the offseason. And seeing him, I mean, I think he was working with the third team at the time that Anthony Lynn said that he had had a setback. Doesn't seem like he's set back too much. I mean, it seems like he's out there doing exactly what we hoped he'd be doing, even if we weren't optimistic that he'd actually be able to do it. But another thing that came out of practice, which is something that's no surprise because the Chargers have put their pads on now, is that Kenneth Murray, a notoriously physical player, as Daniel Popper puts it, tripped up Easton's stick on a quarterback run. The offensive coaches and players were heated. And David, I talked about the fact that under the hard knocks for the Raiders last season, it was Jonathan Abram, the rookie who had to be told several times, hey, these are our own guys you're going up against. And it doesn't necessarily seem like there was malicious intent from Kenneth Murray right now. But if there is any player that you, you know, kind of get a little bit excited about, even though he's doing something wrong, I think it's a situation like this because it's like you'd rather tell him to rein it in a little bit than to have to try to tell him to go all out. Well, we all know Kenneth Murray is that alpha dog, but it seems like he was more like a rabid dog on this play. You got to definitely <laughs> – he's got to rein it in. He's got to make sure – Like in the replacements, are... uh, red means stop. <laughs> exactly. 
stop trying to run over or trip up the backup quarterback, even if is even if it is your third string quarterback. And also, he's very lucky that Trey Turner and Brian Belaga and Mike Pouncey, all the veterans on the offensive line, were not practicing today because if they were and he did that while they were around, I promise you he would be getting more than an earful. Absolutely. I mean, I remember the first time I hit a quarterback in football practice. It was not very good, and I really didn't understand it because it was just one of those situations where I was coming around the blind side and absolutely destroyed our second-string quarterback as a freshman in high school, and I just absolutely lit him up, and I, I just got an absolute ass-chewing from the coaching staff. You know, it doesn't matter what quarterback it is. It doesn't matter if it's the best guy on the field or if it's Mitch Trubisky out there. You cannot hit the quarterback, and I remember learning that the hard way, even though I was kind of like, it's just Connor Turnus. <laughs> He's not the starter. What does it matter? But either way, you can't hit the quarterback. But And the last thing I want to end with is the fact that Joe Reed finally worked out with the running backs on Monday. And it's been a particularly quiet camp for Joe Reed, especially with someone who has so much explosiveness. But, David, we know that they told him coming out of college that they were going to use him in a in a variety of different ways. And on Monday, we actually got to see him line up with the running backs, which I think he could actually have success there as well. Well, the guy is just so dynamic in the open field that I think the Chargers would be doing themselves and him a disservice if they did not put him on multiple spots on the football field because any way you can manufacture touches for this guy to just get the ball and do what he does best, which is make people miss, and just explode up the field, then they're not. Then they're doing something wrong. So it was good to hear about Joe Reed getting some time with the running backs and Austin Eckler coaching him up and getting him some good pointers. I mean, hey, that guy just got paid a lot of money from being from an undrafted free agent to now a very, very wealthy man. So not many better people to take notes from than a guy who just got paid a lot to play the running back position for the Chargers. So. You gotta love to hear that. You love the. I mean, I think it's just awesome. Just imagining all the possibilities that Joe Reed could help this football team on the offensive side. The Chargers haven't had very many gadget weapon type guys. It seems like they're envisioning him in that role in this offense. Well, I think it lets Shane Steichen get to play around a little bit more and really get creative, right? And I think the creativity is something that's going to be very important for this offense, especially working around a new quarterback. And I think for Joe Reed, who's already built like a running back anyways, I mean, to have him back there with his field vision, with his explosiveness and his, you know, tackle breaking abilities. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I don't remember the last time the Chargers had a real Swiss army knife like Joe Reed. And I hope they just find ways to be able to use him because we saw in college that the biggest problem was just trying to get him the ball. And he had terrible quarterback play. Once the ball was in his hands, he did the rest. And he was one of the most exciting players to watch out of all the guys I watched tape on last year. But we do have one more segment to get into because we're going to talk about the three guys who are most likely going to lose their starting jobs at some point this season coming up right after this. But first, I'm excited to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors, something that I've used before and that I love personally, and that is CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. 
CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. Or a shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need when it matters most. This isn't going to give you any of the high that you would get from normal THC products. You're not going to get stoned from them. It's just a very natural way to find pain relief. And to make it even easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBMD has to offer. They're offering all of our listeners superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, guys, so training camp, if there's one thing that it's known for besides just trying to get the players as ready as possible to go compete this season is the fact that there's going to be starting spots that are on the line. And BoltBeat.com has come out with an article talking about the three players that are the most likely to lose their starting spot at some point. And let's start with number one on the list, which they classified as a shocker, and that is Rayshon Jenkins losing his starting spot to, to Nazir Adderley, which is something that we've been all in favor of. And in this case, I kind of understand where they're coming from because they're saying they're not just going to take Rayshon Jenkins off of the field. They're just going to use him at other spots of the field. And I'm all good with it as long as he's not the last line of defense and we can get Nazir Adderley on the field. But at the same time, David, I understand that this coaching staff is extremely high on Rayshon Jenkins. And, you know, Nazir Adderley still has kind of a lot to prove after basically taking a red shirt rookie season in which the coaching staff said now this year he's coming back much more mature which means that he might not have been the most mature when he came into it I don't necessarily know if he is going to just be the you know starting free safety off the bat and they're saying here that you know Rayshon Jenkins could start a couple of games there but they're going to try to use Rayshon Jenkins in other ways so they could still you know be on the Rayshon Jenkins hype train while just letting Nazir Adderley play the position that fits him most playing deep at free safety well, I think that's the best case scenario, right? Absolutely. I mean, the more you can get Nazir Adderley on the football field, playing more of a natural free safety, which I think his skill set lends itself to better than Rayshon Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Rayshon Jenkins didn't have a solid year last year, because he did. He was pretty decent, but he was not the right guy in those last line of defense situations like you like to talk about, Daniel. He just missed way too many plays. And you got to have a guy that's going to have – like blazing speed and a very sure tackler we haven't seen much about much from Nazir Adderley but that's because he like you said had that red shirt year but now they're saying he's healthy they're saying he's aggressive they're saying he's flashy and explosive those are all great things to hear and at the end of the day Daniel you don't take any player in the first or second round without having expectations that that player is going to come in and help and start for your team sooner rather than later. Yeah, he even got a shout-out from special teams coach George Stewart today about his kickoff returning ability. And he did take a couple back to the house when he was at Delaware. But anytime we get more chances to say, you know, getting his ear out of on the field, we are absolutely here for it. it. Yeah, well... And I, one thing that Nazir Adway always did very, very well was tackle, and not only tackle, but tackle with physicality as well, which Rayshon Den- Jenkins does at time. But the amount of tackles he missed last year might not have been huge, but the tackles he did miss impacted more than one game and possibly cost the Chargers a couple of games last season as well. But let's get into the second guy on this list who comes in as a guy that maybe isn't a surprise, but is the starter at the moment, and that is 
Sam Tevy. And really the only thing you need to know about what he had to say about Sam Tevy was Tevy has consistently ranked near the top of the league in sacks allowed eighth in the last two seasons, despite ranking in the outside of the top 30 in both years of total snaps played. And they think he's going to lose the job to Trey Pipkin. So David, hopefully all of this hype we're hearing in these practice reports of him going into one-on-one situations and dominating people can really translate into the regular season because I know none of us are sold with, you know, Sam Tevy's good left tackle feet. No, not at all. Not a single person on this show is sold about about Sam Tevy being a left tackle in this league. Why do, why would you why would why would we say that? Well, that's because he can't play right tackle in the NFL. He played he did that at a very poor low level. So, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to switch over to the more pass protection heavy side and have success. That just doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. But we know that the Chargers coaching staff, when they get their favorites and they get their guys, it's really hard for them to come off of that and make an adjustment. So Trey Pipkins is really going to have to continue to take these opportunities and really shine with them and put guys on their ass, so to speak, so he can get there and steal that position. I mean, he's a guy that has more athleticism, has more upside, he's younger. So I think we would all... Hope that Trey Pipkins comes in, takes that position, and grabs hold of it for the foreseeable future. But he's got an uphill battle to climb. Yeah, because right now he's not the starter. But I also think we'd feel much better about it if we knew that it's not that they just gave it to him. But the fact that he had to beat somebody out for it, and even if that is an impeccably low bar with Sam Tevy, I think that obviously... Taking your chances with someone that could potentially turn into something as opposed to Tevi, who might not be a totally finished product, but I think we've seen basically what Sam Tevi is at this point. I think Trey Pipkins obviously has the much higher ceiling, but there we go. Yeah, the ceilings are much different there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I think even the floor for both guys could be pretty, pretty low, especially with the inexperience of Pipkins and Tevi. Obviously, we've seen what the floor is and it looks like you know not only giving up the most sacks or the eighth most sacks but being near the top of the league and pressures allowed either going into Tyrod Taylor's first year or maybe Justin Herbert's first year if he gets a chance to start I'd feel much better about Trey Pipkins which is at this point saying a lot because I haven't been the highest guy on Trey Pipkins either but the, None of us have. <laughs> the last guy on this list though is a guy that has had a tumultuous career with the Chargers due to injuries and, I mean, even some off-the-field stuff, and that's Denzel Perryman, who they put is a guarantee not to start for the L.A. Chargers this year. And it's easy to understand why, David, because since Kenneth Murray came into the picture, they've only had him as the Mike linebacker, and they have moved Drew Tranquil to the starting weak-side linebacker role. And I think many of us thought that Murray would be the weak-side linebacker, but it doesn't really matter. As long as you have Murray and Tranquil out there, that is the duo that you want. And for Denzel Perryman, I think he could still carve out a role for himself as a physical run defender in short yardage situations. But let's not forget, Denzel Perryman missed a lot of tackles last year and he had some splashy plays, but there's just no room for him as an every down linebacker now. So I think this one is the most obvious call. Denzel Perryman will not be a starter for the majority of the Chargers season if he even is the starter to start the season. Missed a lot of tackles and missed a lot of time, too, just in general from just being hurt. Denzel Perriman's just been a very up-and-down player. When he's on the field and he's going up against runs, he's phenomenal. He can definitely put running backs away. He is a very physical hitter, but that's caused a lot of injuries in his career, too. So I do think it's time. 
you know, and the writing is there. I mean, the writing is on the wall with them taking Kenneth, Kenneth Murray in the first round. I mean, as you saw with Joey Bosa, most first-round picks, I mean, unless it's a quarterback and they already have somebody in that spot, most first-round picks at the skill positions are going get to get in there and be expected to produce right away. And it seems like everything we're reading about Kenneth Murray is not only does he have the ability and the leadership and aptitude to do it, but he has the physical traits as well and the speed, which is just something that's been missing from that middle part of the defense in the Chargers uh, for the Chargers for a very long time. So I think this is definitely a very good take. Kenneth Murray has a very strong shot if he's able to stay healthy and show that he's able to pick up this defense, that he will be the starter at that Mike Linebacker position and have Denzel Perriman rotate in. But hey, that's not the worst thing in the world. The Chargers last a couple years ago against the Patriots show, showed how important it is to have better depth at the linebacker position. The Chargers went out and grabbed Nick Vigil. They also got Kenneth Murray. They seem to have shored up that position a lot more. So you feel a lot better about that position, that unit as a whole this year, as opposed to years in the past. Absolutely. And I think there's two things that that defense needed specifically. It was speed and it was physicality. And I think playmaking you could also throw in there as well. And it's not just his ability to go sideline to sideline, but his ability to blitz, which is something that Denzel Perryman has not been proficient at during his NFL career. And I think the only thing that helps him Denzel Perryman that is hold on to his job a little bit longer is just the fact that Kenneth Murray has been dealing with some soreness so far in training camp and has had to miss some time so it might take him a little bit more time but I think this is an easy take Denzel Perryman will not be the starter for the Chargers and he probably will be an expensive depth piece at that and I think he'll still find some time on this defense but I don't know if he'll be the starter for the whole season even though Anthony Lynn says that when he's healthy he's one of the best linebackers in the league which is just patently untrue. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Don't forget, Hard Knocks is tonight on HBO, so we will be back here tomorrow to recap the episode with you guys. We should be able to see some fully padded practices. Hopefully, we'll get some good stuff out of that. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page, LockedOnChargers, as well as subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or giving us a follow on Spotify. We would really appreciate it. If you guys want to get your voices on the show, the voicemail number is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back with you guys as always tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.